Not feeling anything particularly bread based. I, mm. I, I'm into that idea. I had pancakes earlier. Mm. <laughs> and yet you were still awake to tell the tale. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I'm so sick. I was laughing for a while. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Pancake lag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pancakes will just turn on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's like halfway through your second one, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is dense, sweet bread. It's some thick bread. Um. It was originally waffle batter too, so like thick pancake. Mm. <laughs> thick pancake. Pot of wonder, thick pancake. <laughs> well, we found the intro statement for one episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, um, was that place you got that? listening to Pod of Wonder, a podcast where we turn fact into fiction with the help of dice and randomly generated Wikipedia articles. Each season will be spent building a world to use as the setting of a tabletop role-playing game. Each episode, we'll take one random Wikipedia article, roll some dice, and turn that into another part of the world. This season, we're creating a world in the genre of Southern Gothic. Pot of Wonder, hmm? coming to you live right before the, uh, live, no, they're not live, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> no, we're live. We're live from the basement to all of us and each yeah. other. Live in your ears right now. <laughs> yeah, live to tape. Uh, from, we're alive. <laughs> but are we? At are the we? recording of this podcast, we are alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I assure you, there are no undead entities at this table. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the shame hole's got its fair share of secrets. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what's there down the there. There is shame hole. We don't really try to be quiet about it. I don't want whatever lives in there. <laughs> I mean, the, it's the, the mics are going to pick up the growling anyways, and we don't want that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> God damn it, shame hole. That's why we didn't bring a mic in. <laughs> Um, so, doing uh, one of our uh, hot seat rounds where we take the rejects of last season's articles and uh, turn them into things. Uh, this time around, though, we're, we're taking a little twist, a little divergent path from season one, and uh, kind of using this as a measure of the town of Solitaire and where it is in the future. So, in addition to picking an article and a category, we'll be rolling to see how far in the future these events take place. Um, each person will have a minute on the clock, and uh, the rest of us can ask them questions to uh, to prompt things along. Yes. If you are floundering, just wave your hands, <laughs> and one of us will ask a question. <laughs> but do it in a way that doesn't get picked up on the mic, because yeah. we've got that super sensitive Yeti boy. Sensitive Yeti boy. <laughs> 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 oh, sensitive Yeti boy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my gender. Yeah, it's sensitive Yeti boy. Yeah, but there's like a, a cryptid game jam going on, and mm. like I I have several games cooking. Most of them are Sexy just Sexy Mothman, sensitive yeah. Yeti boy. Yeah, most of them are just titles. It's mm-hmm. a uh, Oh my god, it's the romance of the issues that we never hunt possible. Yeah, uh, Gina came up with Booby Yaga, which is <laughs> so good. So good, and later. 
Jizzard men. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I hate it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's supposed to be scary. They're scary creatures. Oh, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, right. I'm thinking about it in way too much detail now. I actually I, did I, think about Jizzard men. <laughs> I wonder I didn't think about Jizzard men. <laughs> but, like, the thing is that, like, like lizard men control the government. So I imagine there's, like, a bureaucracy where you have to, like, communicate with the jizzard man <laughs> like, like you want to get this paperwork filed and he he's got his own urges and you have to kind of like negotiate that are you turning bureaucracy into a weird low budget porn <laughs> pot of wonder weird low budget porn <laughs> oh, 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 oh it's off to a, a weird start already this is great <laughs> Let's do the lightning round. How about? Can you put two E's on a podcast to warn people? Pot of wonder rated double E for we don't know what we're doing here. We did double E for E. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, let's dive in. Uh, Megan, do you want to start us off? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Danny, do you want to start us off? Sure, I will start us off, Eddie. Get a clean take of that audio. Uh, <laughs> no clean takes. Do you want to start us off? No. <laughs> well, we should leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my category is technology, invention, or transportation. Uh, how many years in the future are I, Eddie? Uh, you are 50 years into 50 the future. 50 years in the future. And my article is... Cut the crap. Uh, I honestly don't remember when this came up in our uh, our show, but Cut the Crap, the sixth and final studio album by the English punk band The Clash. Uh, do, should we read the entire thing? Or? Yeah, I mean, just kind of skim it if there's anything that pops yeah. out. Um, this isn't part of the minute, so... Yeah. Um, basically, during tense recording sessions, two of the band members fought over control of songwriting and musical direction. Um, it is critically regarded as The Clash's worst album. <laughs> so, so... With a minute. Yeah. Okay. Cut the crap mobile. Cut the crap. Yeah, so... Um, this is drawing more on the, the Clash kind of element. Is This is sort of like a series of... like. Uh, almost like mine carts that like, run on rails and they're kind of hooked together with um, two magnets. So they're kind of in a state where you like kind of push them together and then the like the opposition forces kind of push them apart. Hmm. And there's other kind of magnets set up around the the uh, the town to like continue propelling it forward, like a like a real kind of low tech maglev situation. <laughs> so this is something that runs through the entire town. Uh, yeah, it's on on rails, so you know you have to walk to some destinations, but it's does, everywhere. Does it carry people or just goods? Um, I'm gonna say it carries people. It's uh, primarily a person uh, transport. It's very unsafe, though. <laughs> like, there's there's no, like, overhead. And, like, the walls are minimal. Perfect timing. Wow, it doesn't like me to stop it. Mm. Out of wonder, it doesn't like me to stop it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. This is the catchphrases episode. Yeah. All right, Jim? Megan? <laughs> Fine, I guess. John, Paul, what's your friend? Rocky. Bowwinkle. Pick that one. Cool. So I've got food, drink, and 
Intoxicant, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Told you. Okay, told you okay. I, I will bow to your bad handwriting. Promise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And you are 77 years into the future. Cool, so I need to make... Food, drink, and toxicant about the French colonization of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing like a real sweet, like, Tex-Mex-Quebec fusion. Tex-Mex-Quebec. <laughs> Why didn't we try to order that a couple yeah. minutes ago? Oh I'm sure. it's not... Just like some snails and a lot of like <laughs> like spices. I'm, I'm doing your thing, sorry. Thanks, <laughs> full of ideas. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, um, it's, it's called Frexmex. It's a restaurant. <laughs> oh, um, started. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this restaurant's called Frexmex. Um, French and Texan cuisine, um, combining real weird ways. So, you know, you've got some barbecued frog's legs, um, got... <laughs> Some escargot on a sandwich. I don't know if Texan food this is the problem now that I'm remembering. But lots of like, mm. lots of weird like. So it sounds like there's a lot of like Tex flavor on Frex uh, yeah. bases. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, what's exactly. what's something of like a Frex flavor on a Tex ingredient? Oh, interesting. Um, so. Got some. I don't know French food. Uh, uh, herb de Provence is like a French flavor, right? Herbs de. I don't I'm, know. I'm a failure at this. I don't know <laughs> French food and I don't know Texan food. <laughs> like, I got mm. the Frex mix and that was. Mm, mm-hmm. well, there's no good French or Texan place in the neighborhood, so yeah. it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You it's just don't have it. Step up your game, Philly. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> French fast food? Like, what would. Le Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> the French uh, fry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gina. Fine. <laughs> Eddie wants to go last. Mm-hmm. All right. So my category is place of learning. Oh, this is nice. Uh, the article I got is the Caesar cipher. Um, how far in the future? How far in the future? We are 52 years in the future. 52 years into the future. Um, I think this is uh, probably town got invaded. This is a place of learning. Uh, I think this is a correspondence school because I think the town got, you know, postage stamps and it's like less insular. So, you know, talking and and people wanting uh, a a, uh, higher education uh, we'll talk to this correspondence school, but the school is weird or like that's one of the gimmicks is all the correspondence are within a, made in a Caesar cipher. So you, so if the post office intercept, it would just be, just be gibberish. And maybe they needed to do that, like to protect your reputation or like, it was just, uh, that they're like not getting a, you know, cause Southern Toronto's going to be like, Oh, you, you're going to college. You think you're better than me. Uh, but yeah. Uh, How long does like homework usually take? So you, you know, like, uh, like initially, so long, so <laughs> long. But then kids got lazy or like you know found a, a cheat or something or a method. It's like oh look, I made this disc mm. and you just you know use the disc and and uh, then it got that shortened over time that it took only like yeah. 
Uh, five minutes more. What sort of... Oh, uh, the timer went off, oh, sorry. Oh, it just like, shut down. Fire. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. I have a weapon slash magic item. Nineteen, 19 years, years into the future. And I have Xenon. <laughs> hmm. Girl of the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of like the, the, the prominent family again? The Rodriguez. The Rodriguez family. <laughs> okay. Um so um I'm gonna say that Xenon is uh, something found by one of by one of the uh, the Rodriguez family children, mm-hmm. uh, who later on in life is trying to find fame and notoriety. Maybe one of the younger ones. He's like, I'm gonna pull some religious shenanigans uh, and claim to have found some sort of mystical, magical artifact mm-hmm. called called the Xenon Stone mm-hmm. uh, that only I can hold. Yeah. And if anyone else touches it, their limbs burst into flames. Cool. It was never tested. It was always carried yeah. around in a burlap sack. Uh, <laughs> does he get much following from this? Or? He's got a decent enough following where they took over an apartment building. Ah. An early apartment building. but mm. And maybe have a city council member. Mm. But beyond that, uh, not not much. They're kind of an oddity that's mm-hmm. tolerated. Yeah. What, what kind of powers does a Xenon storm uh, oh. grant? Other than you know immediate death or immolation upon touching it. <laughs> it's a mystery we will never know. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Back to me. So, I have a natural landmark. Ooh, okay. Uh, based off of a point nine 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 repeating. <laughs> and you are 91 years in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the thing about natural landmarks is they don't exactly change with time. So I'm imagining maybe this is something that sprung up fairly recently. Um, maybe like um, uh, the previous no, the previous natural landmark was the grove. You know what? Yeah, fuck it. The grove kind of burned down. Oh, no! Spoilers. But um, like this one tree remained. It was. It seemed to just go on forever. Like its roots stretched like throughout the land. So like it was just sort of an endlessly uh, sprawling tree, and that's how it uh, still survived. And that is all that remains of the grove. Ninety whatever years in the future. Um, I forgot to set the timer on this, but um, so I'm guessing one more question. Yeah. Um, how does the how does the town uh, well how did the grove burn down um, I think it actually it kind of worked against it having like the town successfully eliminated the Vulcana blooms so that regular flooding actually kept the ground very like moist and fertile so without that regular flooding everything just got very dry and just like a small spark just made it go mm. oh, damn. Huh. delicate ecosystem nature is a mystery <laughs> nature uh, finds a way <laughs> all right megan I'm going to have a person slash place slash thing of myth based on the Ambondro Mashabo. Mahabo. <laughs> 56 uh, years in the future. All right. Neat. Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, so this, like, this, like, uh, 
mammal that was found, it like they only have a fragmentary lower jaw with three teeth there. Um, so they, nobody like in reality knows what it is, but uh, besides being a mammal or whatever. But um, since this is a person slash place slash slash thing and myth, I'm gonna go with the thing and have it be an animal. And um, this like fossil was found, um, and people just like became fascinated with it this like weird jawbone with just a couple teeth on it and um have been extrapolating like different potential creatures even theorizing maybe it's something that used to guard the groves um it's like this this jawbone is held in a place of honor in like city hall or whatever it's like <laughs> fascinating and remarkable and people just like go to stare at it and think about it Mm, yeah. I like the idea of just a jawbone mm-hmm. hanging, yep. hanging like prominently as soon as you walk in the city hall. Yeah. Yep, just there. <laughs> hanging out. Uh, I got historical event or a figure, and uh, my Wikipedia article is the name letter effect. 53 years in the future. 53 He's years in the future. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it won't be a historical event if it's in the future. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess we'll have to be a person. Oh, a thing that will become historical later. Uh, yeah, I think it will become or, historical. Or it uh, could like, be a history of some, uh, someone. Yeah. A current thing that becomes important after the fact. Uh, a rediscovered history. Mm. Yes. Uh, I think there was a rediscovered name like past name of the town and uh there were a lot of debates on like which one it was i think it was like a choice of a dozen people proposing like no i i swear i found like the oldest the t- name of the town has been uh and and uh it, the townsfolk got divided into different groups and their groups just happened to correspond with uh the name of the letter of the town so like past names of the town could include um uh panic what was what solitaire uh yahtzee was one of the ones uh bridge that was there was debate and like you know all the people who have b names were in the bridge camp and he didn't notice yeah until yeah uh uh many many years uh which one what White? I said right. right. Which ones? Who knows? Whoever has the most uh, letter names it just keeps going on forever and ever. People keep discovering new new names. One for every letter of the alphabet. Uh, yeah, twenty six contenders. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see. Hero, villain, antihero. Holden, <laughs> Australian car manufacturer. Seventy-two years in the future. How far in the future was the the minecart thing? Um, like it's like fifty something. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna say uh, about twenty years after the minecarts kind of came into the the carts. I, did we have a name for them? Um, clashers. Yeah. Uh, clash carts? Yeah. Uh, they've become a little more refined still. 
a little wonky, but uh, they've for sport they've set up two rival tracks so you could race them. Mm-hmm. And Holden is the best of the best. <laughs> and it's all about leaning forward. There have been several plays made about his life. He's the best <laughs> in the biz. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly little controversy around him. People have tried to dig up dirt, but there's none there. Uh, in part because he came down mysteriously mm-hmm. uh, and just started getting real good at racing these cards. Uh, do you consider him hero, villain, or anti-hero? <sighs> Depends on who you ask. It's mostly within the racing circuit, though. Some of them con- uh, consider him a close friend and compa- uh, fierce competitor. Mm-hmm. Some of them con- consider him a, a jerk because he uh, ousted their records and uh, beat them mm-hmm. a few too many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, rival. That was a word I was looking for. <laughs> Couldn't do the thing with my brain. Mm. All right. Danny, final round. All right. Cool. Um, so I'm making Flora or Fauna from Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that clap was too loud. Oh. It's okay. I Get it in post. Right. I'll break some of your, your drums. All right. <laughs> Should I start it? How far in the future? Oh, yeah. That would be important. Pot of Wonder, break an eardrum. Two years in the future. Two years in the future. Okay. Um, so, something based off of something we've done. Two years in the future. Um, okay, so I think that this is something that comes out of the Mup School. Is um, the, like... Like they're allowed, the kids are allowed to have like pets on campus, just sort of like as a, a psychological like booster to your mental health. But um, the animals that like get adopted by these kids kind of end up developing sort of like complementary powers of their Ooh. own, Ooh. just through like proximity to so much like psychic energy. Well, familiar. Yeah, like. Mm. Like say a kid can like like send messages with their mind. Like maybe they have like a pet squirrel that can like teleport from one place to another. Mm. Has anyone ever uh, had a pet and then like lost it for any reason? Like been disconnected um, with that, that connection? Yeah, um, lost is sort of it applies an an accidental aspect to it. Um, some might like intentionally like send their uh, familiars. We'll call them majoras. We'll call them <laughs> yes. away ah. on uh, certain uh, tasks, and they just don't return. Maybe they didn't like their owners. Maybe something happened. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I like it. Right. Megan, form of entertainment slash piece of media. And I've got Moz. 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 Mars, the planet. <laughs> Get us to the future of Moz. <laughs> okay. Um. Sure. So. Oh yeah. How far in the future am I? Oh yeah. I, I'll, I'll roll. roll. Yes. Uh, sixty-three. Hmm. Nice. Well, all right. So sixty-three years in the future. Um. So there's. In the, in the wider world, space exploration has become more of a thing. And so, like, in every town, there's just these, like, little, um, just little gimmicky things set up, like space, like how, you know, everywhere has axe-throwing places right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's that kind of thing. Like, it's just, like, this greater, like, super popular thing. And so, Solitaire's trying to jump on that trend and, like, you know, entertain people because, like, everyone wants to know what the rest of the world's mm. doing and, and join in the fun. Well, is, it, so, it like um, a, is it like a play? Is it like a well, diorama? 
getting to it. I'm getting to it. <laughs> so these places, um, they're like kind of gathering places where they've got different space-based games, and they're called Mars Bars. Mars Bars, yes! She got to it. Alcohol and various other goods and services, and yeah, it's just like a very Mars-themed it's, place. It's the Galaxy Diner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they more, fry anything. More Richmond references for a Philadelphia podcast. One of you. Gina. Gina. God damn it. Uh, give me a sec. 88 years in the future. Um, I think 88 years in the future to Lizardmen uh, take over. Um, What's your I, category? Oh. <laughs> it's uh, Lizardmen. It's like, no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's the Nahora, Nanorana Shink? Skink? Skink. Mm-hmm. It's a species of skink uh, from the island of Fernando de Noara off northeastern Brazil. It's a type of lizard. Its tail is long and muscular and breaks off easily. It's an opportunistic feeder. And the only predators are feral cats and parasitic worms. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's it's a group of uh, skink folk, right? Instead of lizard folk, <laughs> that uh, are invading uh, the town. Uh, but they're pretty good at hiding, and only cats can tell that uh, they're they're not actual real people. Uh, they're really good at hiding. So do they yeah. wear like flesh over their oh lizard, God. their lizard flesh to hide uh, in? Like how do they, they hide just, themselves? Well, uh, facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Lots uh, of facial hair, and then you have less area to cover. Where yeah, they always okay. wear uh, sunglasses or some kind of. <laughs> maybe maybe it's the is it far enough in the future we got like hologram tech or something? Yeah. Some little little it's less analog. Years in the yeah, eight years in the future. Who knows? Yeah, they might use it at the um, Mars bars. Yeah. yeah, use it at Mars bars. Uh, yeah. What's what's the analog to the easily broken tail? Um, they analog to easily broken tail they they just have kind of like a tail that just, they break off so they don't have to hide it so they just snap that baby off and then now they got human bum part of one are human bum and now they got a human bum uh, <laughs> yeah. alright the final one mm-hmm. we have a business and what are the business dressed in triptych Mm. How far in the future, Gene? Ah, bah, 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 bah. seventeen years into the future. Uh, it's a very small hinged triptych altarpiece. Uh, um, I'm gonna say that uh, the Dresden triptych was a a name for a trio of businesses that was uh, actually owned by the Rodriguez family, uh, but. Uh, for shady tax reasons, they claimed to not be associated with the family, and that's how they kind of started laundering some some money through. Um, the one of the stores was a maternity store. One of them was a wedding invite store, and the other one was a small bookshop. Hmm. Were they involved with that organization that we made with the Southern gentleman about the play about the check? What is what was the organization called again? The number nine. Yeah, something, Goodfellow something? Society or something. Do they have any association with them? Yes. Yes, but again, all tied to that shady tax tax evasion money laundering yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they manage to stay in business after the Rodriguez's kind of fell apart? Uh, the oh wait, it's the future. So yeah, it's it's only seven. It's set only seventeen years. Oh, yeah. um, 
I'd say it kind of it's one of those strip, essentially one of those strip malls where mm. it became one of those ones where maybe one of the businesses is there and the other two storefronts are empty, but it always kind of rotates in and out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, I think that's that's the end of it. Our, our little additions to the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before we roll on to the the finale. Finale. Mm-hmm. Finale. Yep. Uh, finale. this has been pot of wonder you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at pot of wonder and you can email us at pot of wonder at gmail.com i'm megan you can find me on instagram at i lived in books and on twitter at owl burning i'm danny you can follow me on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games I make at DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io. I'm Eddie. You can find me at MonstersByEd on Instagram. And find the games I make at Strange But True Games. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Rosinante's Lament by Dr. Turtle.